Well, hello and welcome to the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast today. It's Tina Constant, and as always, the waffle is down in the show notes, uh, or you can go and visit www.tinaconstant.com for all of the chat. But in the meantime, we're jumping right into today's story, which is a, a gentle meandering kind of tale all about Artie Duff. Now, Artie lived alone, not because he was a miserable sort, but because that's what he liked. You know, he had been raised in a house with eight siblings, so until adulthood, he had never known a moment's peace, quiet, or privacy. Because as a child, if he wanted solitude, he'd have to hide. And his siblings took immense delight in hunting him out and throwing him into the pond or the mud or the river. It was nothing vindictive. It's just that that was life, growing up in a huge family. But what his family didn't know was how much Artie hated those wild games where he was the sport. So it was that the moment he was grown up enough to move away from the madness of his childhood home, that's exactly what he did. He moved into a cottage on the hill where he lived and worked and read. Above all, he loved to read. His days were wonderfully predictable. He was up early, he read for a bit, then he went for a walk, careful to avoid anyone who might want to stop and talk. In fact, he made a point of only going into town when it was absolutely necessary, and he also made a point to go in really early so he didn't bump into any members of his family. And when he did have to go into town, he did what he had to do as fast as possible, stopping only at Aggie B's coffee shop, where he would have a coffee, hide behind a newspaper, get a glimpse of Aggie B over the rim of his cup, and then go home. A good walk, he always felt, was one where he could do the full route without saying anything other than one coffee please and thank you. It's not like he didn't see his family, he did. You know, the occasional birthday, maybe a holiday or two, but as far as possible, without having to try too hard I might add, he enjoyed the peace and quiet of solitude. It was on one such quiet and peaceful day when he went into the garden with a cup of tea and a good book when sitting under a tree at the bottom of his garden was a dog. The dog was kind of dirty and mucky, more than a little peckish, but wagging his tail like a long lost friend who had come to say hello. Artie gave the dog a handful of biscuits then settled down under the tree to read. The dog sat next to him in the way that old friends do, happy in the silence of their own thoughts. Then, possibly because the sun was warm and the breeze was gentle, they both drifted off. As the sun began to set and the air began to cool, Artie woke and shooed the dog away, telling him in words that he was sure the dog couldn't understand, that he needed to go home now. The dog trotted off, then paused at the gate and sat. 
Go home, Artie said. But the dog didn't move. Artie closed the door and waited. If the dog had a home, he'd go. Ten minutes later, Artie opened the door a crack. The dog was gone. Artie had to admit that there was a tiny itch of disappointment in his soul. It had only been a few hours at afternoon, but he enjoyed having the dog around. Needless to say, Artie went to bed and then woke and got on with his usual morning routine. But all he could think about was whether the dog had gone home. Had he slept outside? Did he get food? Did he have company? Was there anyone who loved him? Artie opened the curtains. No dog. He opened the door. No dog. Must have had a home to go to, Artie mumbled as he put the kettle on. And so Artie got on with his day until he went for his walk. He was just about at the edge of town and, needing nothing in particular, he was going to stroll around the edges, making sure he avoided everyone as usual. But just before he reached the trees that would hide him from view, one of his more boisterous brothers, who uh, Artie hadn't really spoken to for almost a year, despite him running the local butchers, called over, Artie, you hooligan, is that your dog? Artie looked behind him and sure enough, not six paces back, sat the dog, wagging his tail and grinning. Bring him over, Artie's brother yelled. Looks like he needs a good feed. And so, for the first time in a long time, Artie crossed the road and stepped into his brother's shop. The dog inhaled two sausages and then a third and then a fifth and then a steak and then a bit of cheese just because it's delicious, followed by a huge old carrot. The brothers talked about the dog. They talked about the history of dogs, then famous wartime dogs, then about training and tricks. By the time he left, Artie learned that he and his brother had a few things in common. This was news. Artie was so surprised it actually made him smile. As Artie continued his journey through town, the dog followed this time only four paces behind him. A few minutes later, one of Artie's sisters stepped out of her corner store. Artie, she called, is that your dog? Ah, uh, well, Artie wasn't sure what to say. Come on over, she said. I want to give him a cuddle. The dog trotted over and got scratched and hugged all over. He needs a bath, his sister said. Artie accepted a hug from his sister, the first one in years. She was warm and soft and she didn't try to crush him and lift him off the ground like she did when they were kids. I'll, I'll do it when I get home, Artie said. This time when he left, the dog was just three paces behind him. Now, having stopped twice already, Artie's timing that day was a little different. So when he rounded the corner, instead of a straight line to Aggie B's coffee shop, 
Artie ran into his parents, seven nieces, nine nephews, three of his sisters and the remaining three brothers. Is that your dog? They squealed and gathered around the dog who wagged his tail and yipped and wouldn't leave until he got a bit of something from every member of Artie's family. With all the attention on the dog, Artie was able to settle in his favorite chair at Aggie B's and order his usual. After a while, his family wandered off and waved to Artie like he had been the one that hugged and scratched and not the dog. Well, Artie gave the dog a biscuit. You could be useful to have around. That day, when Aggie B came out with his usual coffee, Artie didn't hide behind the paper. He smiled and said hello. Is that your dog? asked Aggie. Not sure, Artie replied. Despite that, for the next week, the route Artie took through town changed. Instead of walking around the outskirts, he went right through the middle. Not because he planned to, but because that's the route the dog took. Stopping at his brother's shop, where Artie learned they had history, detective books, and Argentinian wine in common. Then to his sisters, who Artie was surprised to learn loved Sumerian cooking. Then into the rest of his family, who bombarded the dog with a noise and attention that used to be just too much for Artie, but now seemed somehow gentler and softer and more open. By the end of the week, the dog was walking right beside Artie, keeping step and keeping pace, stepping away from Artie's side only to say hello to someone Artie hadn't seen in years. Now, Artie doesn't know how that Sunday came about. He hadn't done the inviting. He figured the dog did. Because just as he was deciding what to have for lunch, his entire family, laden with food, arrived at his front door. We came to see the dog, they said, as they streamed in, filling Artie's house with noise and smells and laughter and madness. The dog ran around their feet, getting food from every hand. By the end of the day, when they all left, Artie sat by the fire and listened to the silence. It wasn't the usual silence. This was a blissful quiet, like sun after the rain, or rain after a hot, hot day, like the warm after the cold, or a cool breeze in the heat. Artie threw a log on the fire and was just about to settle when there was another knock on the door. The dog ran in circles, then ran to the door, tapping all his four paws on the floor. What are you so excited about? Artie said as he opened the door. Hello, Artie, Agibi said. I thought you might want some dessert. Sitting by the fire with the dog at their feet, Aggie B smiled at Artie. So, she said, does your dog have a name? The dog rolled onto his back and stretched out in front of the fire. 
Artie thought for a moment. It needs to be dignified, he said, but comfortable. Mm-hmm, Aggie agreed. It needs to be simple and honest, Artie said. And Aggie B nodded. It needs to be a friendly name, one that's easy to remember. Then Artie sighed. It feels like he's been here forever. Artie reached over and took Aggie B by the hand. It feels like you've been here forever too. Artie and Aggie watched the dog gently breathe tiny snores, chasing butterflies in his dreams. <laughs> so that's it from the Waffle Free Storytelling Podcast this week. Kind of gentle, kind of meandering, a story about love and friendship. So if you want the waffle, go into the show notes. Uh, come round and say hi on www.tinaconstant.com. It'll be good to see you there. And pick up the phone and have a conversation with someone you haven't talked to for a long, long, long time. Have a spectacular week and I'll see you next time when we get another adventure from somewhere in the wild and woolly universe. Bye-bye for now.